Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it ain't more than 92 with me, 100. What up, though? This is episode four of the I Heart Miko podcast. I am Miko Grimes. And shout out to your ears for tuning in to me, because if you're listening right now, you clearly make smart decisions with your life. Today is June 13th. And where in the hell has 2016 gone? I swear it seems like just yesterday, it seems like we were just toasting to the new year a couple weeks ago, maybe, and having a great time bringing in the new year. And all of a sudden, here it is, a week from being officially summer. And it's like, what the hell? Like, slow down, 2016. It's going way too fast, you know? But on a brighter side, once summer hits, that means we're super close to football season. So there's something to get excited about knowing the NBA playoffs are about to be over. And that means football is on its way. I'm going to get into the finals talk later with my guest. But we are approximately six weeks from training camp. And I always count down to training camp because as a wife, that's really when football season starts for me. For the rest of the world, week one is a big week in their families. Everybody's getting excited for the first game, if it's at home, if it's on the road, seeing their new draft picks and all these things. But for the families, week one really starts during training camp because that's when our family kind of gets ripped apart a little bit. You know, and I always feel like I get a little more washed every football season from sleeping alone for damn near 30 days because that's when they go away to camp and we're left to fend for ourselves for the most part. You know, I get all nervous thinking I'm going to get robbed based on, you know, what happened to me last year. I'm always worried about, you know, just people just coming around my house, knowing my husband's not around. I've got to protect my son. So there's a whole bunch of other things that go into training camp for the families that the, the fans don't really, you know, have to experience, you know. And then it's like the worst part about all of it is, the fact that I've got to hug my damn knees and shins for 30 days, 30 fucking days without a man laying next to me, rubbing my buns to sleep, hugging me, kissing me, making me feel special. I mean, what the hell? That's what I got married for. So I would have instant penis, instant cuddle buddy, 24-7 around the clock. And then when training camp starts, that's when I start feeling like I'm single. Like I really feel like I'm single during training camp. So shout out to all the women that are single on purpose because I have no idea how you guys do that. Anyway, let's talk about something else because although 2016 is going really fast, there's a lot of bad things that have been happening. And I want to start off by sending my condolences to the city of Orlando and everyone affected by the murders that took place at Pulse nightclub. Um, if you've been living on a rock, you might not know this, but we just experienced the deadliest shooting in American history. And um, it's pretty, it's, I, I really, it's sad that I'm no longer being shocked by all of these uh, mass shootings because they continue to happen. But this one was the biggest because there were 50 people killed so far. I believe that number is going to probably change once, you know, the investigation continues, as well as 53 injured, which will, you know, obviously change as well. But what we do know is the gunman's name was Omar Mateen, and he entered the nightclub about two o'clock in the morning. And this uh, Pulse nightclub is a gay club, and this was going on during Gay Pride in the United States, which is kind of like a celebration of 
coming out and, and being who you are across the United States. And there's a lot of parties and things going on. So this guy took an AR-15 and I believe a, a nine millimeter into this nightclub and just opened fire on these people that were just having a good time, partying, turning up. And it's like, I was on the West Coast. I'm on the West Coast right now. So when this happened, it was like 11 o'clock for me. And I was wide awake. And I was, I was just like, wait, are you serious? Like, again? Like, again? These things just continue to happen. It's starting to feel like some of this shit is planned. And for those of you that don't know, yes, I am one of the people that don't believe the 9-11 tax or Osama bin Laden or any other terrorist group. I believe that our government orchestrated and puppeted that genocide on our own people to create a war on terror. Just like they created the war on drugs that still is, are we still at a war on drugs? Are we still going to war for marijuana and crack and cocaine and all these things that we spent all this money on? Like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, you can, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but until the people in charge can tell me how a plane hit the Pentagon, arguably the most important building in the United States, a plane entered in one side and left out an exit hole, then magically evaporated with no camera footage to prove it, like none. The Pentagon had no cameras around it. Are you fucking serious? I am not rolling. Something isn't adding up with all these attacks and all these things that are going on in our land. And and I'm just, I'm not asleep. I'm not rolling. I need some answers. I mean, like this, let's just think about all the attacks that have allegedly happened. You know, the Planned Parenthood, Sandy Hook, the black churches in Charleston, suburban movie theater, the Boston Marathon, San Bernardino Center for Autism, the Naval Base, and now a gay nightclub. Like there's just way too many mass shootings and killings happening. And and another issue I have is that a lot of these are done with this same AR-15 automatic weapon, which I I don't understand why you can still not only still manufacture this gun in the United States, but you can also purchase this gun in the United States. Like it's for to me, I'm not I'm not saying you know we shouldn't have the right to bear arms. I do joke about it a lot on social media, but that's, I don't feel that way. What I do feel is that there needs to be more um, strict gun regulations and gun laws. And I know a lot of the people that support the NRI believe that there are strict gun laws, but there really isn't. You know, if you really think about it, it's very easy to get a gun. And I was listening to um, our president, Barack Obama, uh, speaking in Indiana on Wednesday and someone asked him, you know, why is he trying to take the guns from the American citizens? We're going to need to protect ourselves. And Obama, you know, he, he said, you know, you guys have got it all wrong. Every time I try to present some type of law for stricter gun policies, everyone thinks that he's trying to take their guns from them. And, and you know, he was very clear about it. And he said, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. But what he did was he gave you an example of of how easy it is to to get a gun versus a, a driver's license. You know, he said, you have to go somewhere. You have to take a written test. You have to take a driving test. If you get a ticket, you know, you can get your license removed. You have to wear a seatbelt. There's speeding limitations. If you drive drunk, they can take your license. If you don't have insurance, there's all these ways to get your, your um, driver's license removed. And there's a, a slight bit of difficulty to actually get the driver's license. But with the gun license, all you have to do is just make sure you don't have a warrant or, you know, you're not a felon. And you could just walk right in and buy any gun you want, including an automatic weapon that can, you know, shoot out as many as 20 bullets at a time, you know. And it's it's, it's just way too easy to me. And I'm not saying having stricter gun laws is going to stop people from doing stupid things because that's just what people do. 
but I just feel like there needs to be a way to kind of make it a little more difficult and also allow those of us that are responsible and do want to carry for protection or just for sport that we can still have our guns as well. But something needs to be done. I know something really needs to be done. And of course, the gunman has ties with ISIS. Doesn't everybody have ties with ISIS? Anytime something's going on, they're tied with ISIS. ISIS is taking responsibility for attack. I don't believe any of it. I'm not fooled. I don't, I don't believe one second of it. The Pulse nightclub murders were only shocking murder that took place in Orlando. This weekend, Christina Grimmie, a contestant from The Voice, was murdered on Friday as well after her live show while signing autographs with fans. A gunman shot her and then killed himself right afterwards. And the story's still developing, but I just feel like there's a lot of really bad things going on right now. And and nobody's safe, so everybody really needs to, to, to be very careful out here because it seems that taking a life is so easy now and, and, and other people aren't valuing their own life. So it's almost like you don't even have that where people are afraid that they might die. They don't care. People are dying just to kill people. And I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'm, I'm telling you some, something's going on. And, and as a country, we need to figure out what's important to us at some point. I always circle back around every time I get upset about something that's not going right in our country. I always circle back around and somehow equate it to marijuana being illegal. You know, every time I get mad at something, I roll around and say how our country will never be anything so long as a leaf that grows into the ground is illegal. Like, why is marijuana still illegal? Everything is about control. And somehow this this whole mass shooting and, and the gun control and all the things that are going on, there's somebody flourishing in the background and allowing all this stuff to happen. And I just pray that one day we figure out what's going on and we're able to fix it because our lives are way too important to have to deal with these types of things. And, and it always seems like the wrong people are dying when all this stuff is happening. I keep getting off track and talking about marijuana and all this other stuff, but let me bring in my guest who I have to apologize to from the absolute beginning, because this is our third time, three strikes, third time's the charm. three times is the charm and three strikes also means I'm out, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So AJ Francis D Lyman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's going on? Nothing much, man. I just got done beating your husband's ass in FIFA. I, I'll um, never believe that. I mean, they literally just have it. You can ask him yourself. Okay, well, I'll let him tell me because I don't believe a <laughs> fucking thing you say because my husband's the best at FIFA, so whatever. But anyway. He's, he's really good. He's like Cristiano Ronaldo to my Messi. Oh, <laughs> I hope he's listening to this shit. Oh, he is. He's within earshot. <laughs> But anyway, thank you for joining me. And since you're a part of Team Undrafted, you have to tell my listeners who you are and give a little bit of a background story about you. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I'm AJ Francis. I'm from Maryland. I grew up right outside Baltimore. I went to high school in D.C. Um, I played at the University of Maryland. Uh, I just finished my master's at Maryland. Shout out yeah. to you. Yeah, real nigga shit. Um, went to... All types of craziness. Thought I was going to get drafted. Didn't get drafted. You know how that go. Yeah. Ended up getting with Miami. Was with Miami for the whole first preseason. Ended up going to New England after training camp my first year. Was there for a couple months. Then went back to Miami. Was in Miami a couple years. Finished last year in Seattle. Signed with Tampa this year. 
you know, just you hanging on like, like some nuts right now. Yeah, man. You hanging, Every, my nigga. Everywhere I go, the sp- film speaks for itself. That's why I always get another job, but I just don't be getting. That's very true. Sometimes. That's very true because most undrafted players wouldn't have been able to continue to get on rosters every year if the film didn't say something because they are quick to get rid of the undrafted oh, talent. Oh, we didn't draft this nigga? Oh, yeah, yeah he got to go. He's not somebody's dude? Oh, he got to go. <laughs> Period. You know, and um, you were in Orlando with my husband the other day watching, what is that, the fake World Cup? What is that called? Uh, it's Copa America. It's not the <laughs> fake World Cup. <laughs> I'm the just kidding. Copa America goes to the – gets – uh, guaranteed birth to the World Cup, so it's pretty important. It is kind of important. I was just fucking around, but and you... we saw Brazil, Haiti, and Brazil whooped that ass boy. <laughs> Good for them. But anyway, you were there, and it was in Orlando, right? Yeah. And I know you've been hearing about the the mass shooting at the nightclub in Orlando. Yeah. And did it ever cross your mind that that could have happened at that soccer game or any of those games while you guys were there? I mean, we live in a society today where it's easier for you to buy an AR-15 than it is for you to buy a dime bag. Talk that, please. So at that, at that point in time, I didn't think about it, but, I mean, in America where it's so easy for you to get your hands on guns, it's not that hard for someone who's really lost their damn mind to decide, you know what, I'm going to kill as many people as I want to kill. And sadly, we live in that part of society today, and... I wish that wasn't the case, but, you know, as it stands right now, really gun restrictions or at least banning specific type of automatic or semi-automatic weapons is the next necessary step. But, I mean, if we're just being honest, I don't think that – I think it should. I think this should already be handled, but I don't think the death of 50 gay men is enough for – for our country. For our, our country to decide, you know what, it's time. Because the death of 30 children wasn't enough. Right. And a sadly. Ch- the church and is, you know. The there's death just... of nine people in a church worshiping the Lord was not enough. Right. There's, there's not, I don't know what it's going to take. And I wish that we lived in a country that had common sense. Like in the UK, you know how many mass shootings happen with AR-15s? Zero. Zero, because they don't have AR-15s. They're banned. Exactly. That's exactly what I was speaking about. I don't even understand why we're still manufacturing this gun in the United States, let alone selling it to anyone. Like, you legit can get a gun whenever you want. And Obama talked about it last week. He said, or two weeks ago, he said, what doesn't make sense to him is someone who's been red flagged by the FBI. Yes, red flag. He can make sure that they can't get on a plane. But he can't make sure that they can't buy a gun. Exactly. And that's the NRA stopping them from doing this. A lot of people think, oh, the government won't change the laws. They can't. The NRA is like their own government. It's like they're, they they run their own shit and nobody can tell them what to do. The, it was the last time they Obama brought a gun control bill to the Senate. It lost 53 to 47. And all 53 of the people that voted against it had taken money from the NRA. Sick. That's the world we live in. It truly is. That what was your major in? Because I know it was something with political science. Or yeah, my my undergrad was government politics, and my master's is in international security and economic policy. So, what do you think, knowing that this is a part of the, you know something you went to school for? What do you think our government can or should do or try to do as far as the NRA to have stricter gun regulations? They, the, I feel like Obama's done as much as he could. He's brought bills to Congress. I mean, short of a uh, executive order, there's not much more he can do because he brought the bill to Congress. As long as NRA is in these 
elected officials' pockets, they're going to vote along the lines of NRA. So to the get only their real, money. Exactly. So the only real way for this to ever change is for people to vote out the Congress, the, which the was congressmen that have taken money from the NRA. Which is pretty much impossible, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, because it is impossible, to be completely honest with you, because 90% of incumbents win their elections. Yep. And because that's because they have more funding, they have name recognition. And People are just going to see their name and go, oh, him, so, you know, vote exactly. for him. And when you're an incumbent and you're taking money from the NRA and you have more money than your opponent, it's hard for you to lose. Yeah. That's just exactly how our political system is set up and – it's, it's, it's kind of causing me to to not even want to vote this year for president because it's like, wh wh for what almost? That's how I feel sometimes. It's like if you don't start, if you don't get the underlings of the, the p politicians together, the president doesn't really matter at that point. It's already been decided. All the decisions are being made, and I'm just sitting here like just left with the right to vote. That's it because my vote I feel like isn't really going to count. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would say don't ever vote for Donald Trump ever, ever. in your life. <laughs> ever. If you decide that you want to vote, don't want to vote for Hillary, that's your prerogative. You're an American. You can make that decision. If you want to vote for another party candidate, you're more than welcome to. But do not vote for Donald Trump. If you're listening to this, do not vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's answer to a American who was born in America, in New York, going and shooting up a gay nightclub, his response is, we need to ban Muslims from coming into sick. the United States. Sick. The sickest shit. I, I can't even understand why people are still defending him. To me, if you're still defending Donald Trump, you're just a racist. Like, you enjoy the fact that he is a racist, and that, to me, means you are too, because that's one of the worst things that you can actually be today is a racist. This man said that he, he said an American-born judge who has a Mexican heritage could not be uh, was biased in his case because of how he treated Mexicans, how he talks about Mexicans, what he wants to do with building the wall. As if this dude has never lived in Mexico. <laughs> right. He's never lived in Mexico. Ever. Ever. It's Donald Trump is, oh my God, I can't even, I try so hard not to talk about him when I'm on my podcast. I just feel like it gives him energy or something. Like yeah, I've, I've, It I've gives him gasoline and batteries and shit. My mute button is so strong on Twitter. Whenever I talk about Donald Trump, people be trying to come in my mentions all crazy, all wild. The mute button is so strong. The mute button is more key than the block button. It absolutely Cause block, is. Because the block button, people screenshot that and be like, why you block me? You soft, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but the mute like, button is so sick because they also don't know they're muted. Oh, yeah. It's talking to themselves. And you're just screaming into a black abyss. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm going on my life arguing with people that I don't mind arguing with. Meanwhile, yeah. you're left outside the club trying to get in. Watch no out. in the club tonight, sir. Right. And uh, one of the distractions as American sports fans that we have is the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. So I want to just segue right into that. We've, we've talked about the finals. Two different episodes of my podcast that no one Hopefully got to hear. Yeah, no one got to hear everything that, you know, we've already discussed. I don't even feel like going over it no more because it doesn't matter now because the fucking series is three to one. It's almost like it's over, but it's not. I, I, I It's not over for me just because I'm a Cavs fan, I guess. <laughs> but I, I would have said that it was over before Draymond got suspended. And that, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about that too. That's so, huge. so do you think that this suspension was like some type of ploy by the NBA to to extend the series to give the Cavs a chance, or do you really legit feel like 
you know, this suspension, even though it might um, be a little um, disrespectful in the sense that it's game five and they could win the championship and Draymond could not be present, you know, for the confetti to drop on him. Do you think that that's that's still fair for, for the crime that he committed? The thing that I see is that me and Brent have talked about this ad nauseum so far because, you know, he's a Golden State head. <laughs> yes. He doesn't think that Draymond should have been suspended. I don't think he should or shouldn't have been suspended. I'm good with it either way. My thing is the reason why I understand why he got suspended is because this is the third time in the last yes. few series he done accidentally hit a nigga in the nuts. It's starting to look intentional. It's starting to look like yeah. this is his thing. Like the first time they was like, okay, that was an accident. The he just, second time they they find him and didn't suspend him, even though that was blatant. Yeah. Then this third time may have very well been an accident, but at the same time you got to say, All right, the history. Bro. Yeah, bro. Like, the history behind these nut swings. Like what? What? Why would you want to do that as a man, knowing how that feels and knowing that a lot of NBA players do not wear cups? Like yeah. guys hoop just in draws and shorts. Cups are are very rare. So why would you do something like that? Yeah, me and Draymond would have had a problem. Yeah. LeBron is the ultimate professional because he stepped over this dude, so he was wrong with that. Yeah. So, But once he got hit in the groinal area. In the genitalia area. Me and Draymond would have had to have a brief discussion with these fists. Man. Draymond really is is low-key – one of my favorite parts of the Warriors, the reason is because he gives them some attitude. Like these little pretty boys are out here shooting threes. Nobody's talking shit. It's all polite and perfect. And then here he comes, like yeah. the ratchet part of the team. He is always causing problems, always starting something, cussing people out. I love it. I really feel like he he's so not just needed on the court because he's the floor general. He's kind of their point guard, and he kind of makes everything go. But the attitude and the nastiness that they that they lack on that team, he brings it. And the funniest part is when they was talking about the transcript of what he said, he said, LeBron, you a bitch. And LeBron <laughs> said, I'm a father of three kids. And Draymond said, you still a bitch. <laughs> right? <laughs> People were really upset in saying that LeBron shouldn't have stepped over him. There was plenty of space around him. But I thought that he stepped over him because LeBron, even though he is prim and proper, he does have a slight disrespectful side to him. And, and he was getting his ass whooped, and that was kind of a way for him to do something shady. Now, he wouldn't go as far as hitting anybody in the nuts because that's just not who LeBron is. But that's what happens when you do something slightly shady to a Draymond Green type of dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's like doing that to Matt Barnes when or, Zach goes wrong. or Zach Randolph. Imagine if he did that to Zach Randolph. Zach probably wouldn't have hit him in the balls. He would have just squared up and, and swung right to his he face. He might have DDT'd that nigga in the middle. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So so the series is, is three to one. We're going into game five in um, Oakland. And game one and two, the Warriors smacked the Cavs. Then we turn around game three. The Cavs smacked the Warriors. So game four, I really felt like it was a pretty good game until about, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter yeah. when shit got real. What do you expect or anticipate now knowing that Draymond Green's going to be out for the game and we're game five in Golden State? Yeah, so I feel like it's only a matter of time until the Golden State Warriors win. But at the same time, the Cavs, I think, are going to win game five because – Draymond not being there is a big loss. He's a major Huge. part of their team. Huge. He's all he's all NBA for a reason. He's a great player. 
Um, and I think that they're going to be able to win game five in Golden State. And I think that if they nut up, they can even win game six back home in Cleveland. If they get but, hype enough. Yeah, but I do not see any possibility <laughs> of the Warriors losing three games in a row. Well, I'm Stephen Curry still on their team. You know, I'm I'm going with I, like I said before. I said this the first time recorded. I got Cavs and seven on Father's Day. That's all I'm going with. Yes, I know the game of basketball. Yes, I know that this sounds ridiculous, but sometimes you just gotta be a fan. I'm gonna just yeah. be a fan right now. You know. I'm just going to be a fan for as long as I can because I, I never allow myself to be a fan because I know better in sports. I always know better. And for once in my life, I'm just fucking, I'm just going to be a fan and I'm going with my team and I'm riding with them until there's no horse, until the horse them fell, the wagon, the buggy, the bandwagon, everything them fell. That's when I'll say, okay, you know, we lost. Yeah, see, I'm a fan in every sport that I don't wasn't play. really elite at. You know oh, what I'm which was elite at. Yeah, so like in, like basketball and football, I'm not a fan, I think, with my brain. But but like baseball, soccer, I'm riding with USA could be playing Germany tomorrow, and I'm wearing my <laughs> red, white, blue, and we're going to whoop that German ass, it and they ain't happen. got a chance in hell until that ass whooping get turned back on us. Yeah, I feel you. And I feel you. I feel stupid, too, even saying it, but I just want to believe, man. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of the LeBron hate. Like, we talk about this all the time. Everyone hates on him so much. Man, this is going to be his fifth finals loss. Yeah. And really, like I said on other podcasts, I say it once, I say it again. I can only blame him for one of those losses. He lost to the Mavericks. That was bad. was having a great year, you know. Players fuck up too. It just happens. Players fuck up. Players lose every day. Niggas can't win all the time. Tom Brady didn't win this year. Hey, it just happens. <laughs> he didn't win. It just happens sometimes that way. Yeah. But when you look at it, his first time he went to the finals and lost with the Cavs. Come on, man. The squad. Booby Miles, bro. <laughs> Zadrunas Ilgowskis. <laughs> Anderson Verjao, bro. Yes. It's Come crazy. On. Terrible Mo, squad. Mo Williams. Booby Gibson, bro. <laughs> People, That's what I'm people just really want to just hate on him like there's just somebody getting to the finals every year besides him. Like, it's just exactly. happening. Nobody's doing that. This is six in a row. Like, to me, just the fact that he's even getting there every year and everybody wants to bring it. Oh, well, it's just the Eastern Conference. It's weak. So why isn't anybody else going in the East? And no, nobody got the balls. Niggas been getting contracts everywhere, but somehow they always manage to stay away from this nigga. Yeah, niggas don't want to be put up against him and have to – get by him to get to the finals. I guess they would all rather just be in the West Coast and be consi- all be considered great than to come over to the East Coast and challenge the King. Nobody's hey. doing it. Nobody, hey, you know what they say? If you take a shot at the crown, you best not miss, nigga. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So if the playoffs ended today, which was before game five even starts, who would you give the MVP to? Sean Livingston. Yeah. He That's what I'll give it to. He's I mean, been balling, and, and the and the Splash Brothers have been decent, but neither of them have been what we've you know a cu- been grown accustomed to seeing. And to me, if let's say LeBron was in this situation where he had a seventy three win team, 
and then he came to the finals. Even the, the, the Western Conference finals, Steph wasn't hooping, and he won the MVP. How do you think the media would perceive this? Do you think they would be saying things like, well, the only reason that they're even here is because of Clay, the way he played in the East, in the Western Conference finals, and then look how Sean Livingston's taking over. Do you think that they would be propping LeBron up like they're propping Steph up for not? No. You don't no. think so? No, niggas hate LeBron. I don't know why. I've never really understood it, but niggas do not like LeBron James. Niggas is mad at LeBron because he decided to go play in Miami. And they say, well, he should have stayed home. Why? Why? There was why? no he, talent there. The best player he had on his team was Zadrunas Ilgauskas. Why would he stay? <laughs> Name one other person in NBA history that could win with Zadrunas Ilgauskas. Don't worry, I will wait. No one. No one. And everybody is mad that he went to play with D-Way when a lot of the other championships by other people were won because they had a duo or trio for the most part. The only person I can think in recent history in the last 25 years that has won a ring by himself would be Dirk. Yeah. That's the only person I can think of. So everybody needs a Robin. Steph has Clay Thompson. Can we just give him a little bit of shine for a second? Clay Thompson was light-skinned Jesus in game five oh of the Western Conference Finals. If he's not light-skinned Jesus, he went 11 for 15 from three. 11 for 15 from three. And that's how they won the game. If he doesn't go 11 for 15 from three, they are not in the finals. We're looking at OKC and, and Cleveland in the finals, if that doesn't happen. And and a lot of people want to say Kyrie and Kevin Love are – now, now, before before the season and during the season a little bit, people were just saying how it wasn't enough. Those two guys just aren't going to get it done. Kyrie shoots too much. Kevin Love's not aggressive enough. All he wants is they've turned him into a three-point shooter. And now that they're here, then it's like, well, he, he got here because of them. Well, well make up your mind. Which, are they not the supporting cast he needs, or are they? And the worst part of all is neither one of them niggas ever made the playoffs without LeBron. Ever. Like, Kyrie never made the playoffs with the Cavs without LeBron. Kevin Love never made the playoffs in Minnesota without LeBron. Yeah. They're, they're on tire. Who plays on their team that ever went to the playoffs without LeBron? Richard Jefferson and James Channing Jones. Fry. James Jones is oh. the one that they're bragging about. Every time they, you bring up LeBron got to the final six times, well, he's not the only one. James, James Jones. Jones. That's, because, that's because he's tagging along, dummy. Yeah, like, I will – I would follow LeBron too, shit. Me too. Me and LeBron would have. If I was LeBron's teammate, we would have the best handshake of everybody in the group. I'm telling you that right now. Yes. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get them checks. <laughs> Where we going next, dog? Where we going? Because, yeah. you know, this uh, Cavs shit ain't working out. Where we going? Yeah, I like the West Coast. Yeah, I'll yeah. be out there. I don't mind, I don't mind the, the climate change and the, the time change. I'll, I'll go wherever. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. LeBron threw the, that shade at Steph getting the MVP. And um, a lot of people, for some reason, when it's when it's their player that gets the MVP or their their favorite team, you know, now all of a sudden the Warriors are everybody's favorite team because these are the same bandwagon fans that fans that came from the Lakers fan base when they fell, and then they came from the OKC fan base when they went down. These are all the Warriors fans because they just came out of nowhere. How do you explain to the people what the MVP award is? The what the the regular season MVP awards, because for some reason people just get amnesia and forget. The MVP award goes to the best player on the best team 95% of the time. Right. And when, I mean, here's the thing. Do I think Steph 
is deserving of this award? Absolutely. Do I think he's deserving of the award last year? Absolutely. But if you would have told me that this year they gave it to LeBron and last year they gave it to James Harden or Russell Westbrook, I would have been cool with those two. Right. Like, because at the end of the day, the MVP is, isn't always the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Look, Steph Curry is the best shooter in the league. Yeah. He's the best shooter ever. But yeah. as far as all-around game, he's not a better all-around player than LeBron James. And he, it, he's just, he's just not. But that doesn't mean he's not also a fantastic player. Right. He's the greatest shooter ever. Mm-hmm. No one has ever been able to throw the ball in the air better than him. No one. Mm-hmm. I always assess the MVP with, let's say, if you remove that player from the team, how far would they get without them? Yeah, and that's a great metric. Yeah, and we've seen how great the Warriors still are when Steph isn't playing. If you remove LeBron, if you remove Harden, Westbrook, even Durant from their teams, it's like they're not even going to make the playoffs. Never. Yeah. The, the Cavs the Cavs might be, because of the East, the Cavs might be the seven they, or six seed in the East with Kyrie and Kevin Love. But they damn sure are not the one seed, and they damn sure are not in the finals without LeBron. And they're not sweeping the first two rounds to get to the finals. And then oh, absolutely losing. not. Yeah, it, it, it's a little bit crazy to me how people don't understand that that award, granted, it's still a, an amazing award and it's a great accomplishment and it's really a war, an award for the player, the best player on the team with the best record. Yeah. You know, like remember when Steve Nash I'm, won. Steve Nash, <laughs> when Steve Nash won two of them. And to be honest, one of those years, he did kind of fall in that other category because – he like he missed like seven games because of injury, and they went like two and five, and but they still won like sixty two games that year. So they were like, all right, yeah, it's clear, it's right. it's all Steve Nash. But the main reason he won both of those is because he was the best player on the best team. Meanwhile, Kobe was given Kobe was an eight seed, giving niggas forty consistently <laughs> on the reg. Consistently, yeah, you can't give it to a, a player on with the eight seed. It just doesn't even make any sense. So I feel like the shade LeBron threw. Was was right? Was just you know, and and it was like a it wasn't even real shade. It was like polite shade. Like, well, technically, you guys, the award goes to the player with the best record. I mean, that's him. That doesn't mean he's the best player in the league. And, and it the was worst right. part is, if LeBron didn't say that he thought, if he said, "Yeah, I think Steph Curry's the best player in the league," they called niggas him would, bitch. Niggas would have said, "Oh, LeBron's a bitch. He don't know how to. He he giving up. Yeah, no he don't even believe in himself." Exactly. It, it, it's like is is you're never gonna win. They're damned always if you gonna do, damned if you don't. They're always gonna find a way to you know hate on him. That's just really what it, it always rolls around to to me. And, and like my nigga Kanye said, there always be haters. That's the way it is. Hater niggas marry hater bitches and have hater kids. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye. I know you a big fan. You know, yeah, I'll be trying. I'll be. I'll be trying to get some Yeezys, but you know my feet big and shit. He be like making like. <laughs> Four in I'm my cool. size, whole I'm, world. I'm cool on those. I'm cool on all those prices. I, I I'll get those people as gifts, but I don't really, I don't really care about them that Meek, much. I've seen your closet, Meek. You what? got? I don't have any Yeezys. You don't got no Yeezys. Zero. But you got seven pairs of the same Jordan. That's like three pairs no, of no, Yeezys. No. Well, first of all, there are certain Jordans that I love, and I do kind of, you know, overkill on specific, like the Elevens, the Fours. Yeah. You know, I have my favorites, so that's different. He almost swung on Aiden when he stepped on your flu games on oh, Snapchat. Oh, he did step on my flu games on Snapchat, dog. It just disrespectful <laughs> as hell, too. Like, didn't even say, oh, damn, my bad. He don't know what the flu games are yet. I got to educate him. 
Yeah. He's a little bit behind. Speaking of the flu games, if the seeing how the Warriors struggle to get here to the finals after the 73 and 9 record, is there any question now whether they are the better team from the 96 Bulls? Like, how do you feel seeing the comparisons and everyone saying that um, the Warriors would beat the Bulls? Some people are saying the Bulls would smash them. They don't have it. What do you think about comparing those two teams after seeing um, the Warriors go through the finals and have a bit of struggle? Um, and you never it's, saw that with the Bulls. It's hard for me to say that the Warriors could beat the Bulls just because Jordan is on the Bulls. Mm, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Jordan just beat niggas. Like, you say whatever you want about Jordan. I still think LeBron is a more skilled player, top to bottom, rebounding assists, right. floor general. Like all of, I think he's a better skilled player than Jordan. But you cannot deny that Jordan just did not lose to people. And, and there were plenty of niggas that was in his way. Yeah. That he just told him to step. Watch out. Like, this is my time. I, I am the lord of the hoop land, is what he did for a very long time. I don't think that the Cavs, I mean the Cavs, the Warriors could beat the, the, 96, the 98 Bulls. But at the same time, I will say that there is nothing that, like, the rim will still be 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. And the three-point line would be just as far out. And three is still always more One, than two. two. <laughs> True. Three is always more than two. Shit, in the last game, in game four, the Warriors were 46% from three and 37% from two. Yeah. and that, That's crazy. That's, that is pretty crazy. And I'm I not, think I'm the not Bulls might win in seven yeah. or maybe six, but I think that people are disrespecting how great this Warriors team is. Yeah. I think they are a great team. I think that the way they were put together, including that bench, because it's not really just all about the Splash Brothers, because at some point they have to sit down. They have to take a break. There might be foul trouble, all these things. And when you come off the bench with Sean Livingston, you know, you come off with this um, – um, shit, what's his name? The, the Mo, Spa Mo, Mo Spags. Mo I Spags. really like him. Like Mo Buckets. Mo Buckets be out here hooping. Like See, that's he, the thing. That's why they're so good as a team because when their bench is on the floor, you have to play a different style of defense uh -huh. than when their starters are on the floor. Because when the starters are on the floor, you got to guard the three. That's You just have to you guard have the to. three. You have to shut the three down if you can. But when their bitch comes on, Sean Livingston, he can shoot threes, but he's going to try to give you 18-footers till you All day. Die. All day. Mo Buckets is going to try to give you 18 to 10-footers till you die and a couple little sweet reverse layups. Yeah. Like, Leandro Barbosa is going to shoot threes, but he's going to try to run as fast as he a can human can run at the basket. Head down, straight to the <laughs> basket. He'll die. He will He will die. He, he doesn't stop. It just seems like his speed never changes. He goes the same speed no matter what he's doing on the court. Yeah. And I think that is part of the reason that the Warriors um, have to be respected. However, I would never pick that team over uh, a Bulls team with Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen nah. on it. I just nah, I mean, I can't find myself doing it. There's only one team, I think, in the history of basketball that could beat the, the, that Bulls team. Who? And that would be the 2000 Lakers. Mm, Shaq Because that, prime. that's prime, prime Kobe, prime Shaq. Oh, Shaq is the greatest big man ever. Kobe's the second best shooting guard ever. I That's, mean, yeah, that that team and and, and you no know one what? would no one would ever say Scottie Pippen's the best three ever. No, nobody and would. But he but he's sick as shit and he's a sick ass oh, Robin because yeah. he does everything. He's like Draymond Green. Yeah, he's like a mix of Draymond and Clay. Yep, because he can't shoot it to it. Scottie Pippen, he's oh man, 
He used to be my. That used to be one of my my players. My, I I wore his shoes. I was in high school. I got school. the Pippins too because I couldn't afford the Jordans, so you know niggas had to get the Pippins instead. <laughs> Dog, I was in high school in the nineties. Let me just tell you, okay? Shit was so real. I used to sit there and watch them play, and then go to my game and try to do everything I saw them doing. Like in high school, I was so cocky, it just like thinking I could just do everything they're doing. And Pippin was a big part of it because at that time he was kind of the person that was instilling this defense on the, on the wing. Like oh, he yeah. was just out there just hawking niggas, just in your shit, changing shots if you tried to go by him. You know, he he was just everywhere. If you scored 20 on Scottie Pippen, it's like you scored 40 on yeah, another. You had to get that work in yeah. to score on Pippen. So shout out to Pippen, too. He he's he low-key underrated, even though he ain't nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So let's change subjects again. Girl talk. We had a dope girl talk last time. And nobody got to hear it, yeah. which sucks. One day we just going to have to leak that ratchet audio. Just let the people have it. Fuck it. Once, just let them have it. Once I start popping, though, let me let me try to get my shit off the ground. We got the Bro, you gonna have a you going to have an untitled, unmastered like Kendrick? Yes, or yes. And it's going to be for the ratchets only. For the, Only the ratchets can listen to this because it has so much static, so much white noise and bullshit in the background. But the topics of discussion were dope. But I don't want to revisit that because we already argued about all that shit. I have a new topic. I have a question that's anonymous came in from someone that I know. And I want to read it to you. And I'll let you go first and give your opinion and I'll speak about it. So just be completely honest. I know you're married and and you have a little bit of experience with these type of things. So I'm going to appreciate your bars. Okay, you ready? Okay, it says, Dear Miko. I was seeing this guy for over a year and things were going great until I started asking more questions about a bigger commitment like moving in together and marriage. His reaction told me not only was he not ready for those things, but he wasn't even ready to talk about them. He was fine the way things were dating exclusively, but not going any further than that. So I dumped him. I decided to re-enter the dating world in hopes of finding someone with similar views on a future together. After nine months of dates with the wrong men, my ex circled back around and asked for another chance. Because I hadn't found anyone while single, I gave us another try. 30 days into us just dating, no commitment, he tells me he has a baby on the way with a girl he was dating while we were broken up. He says getting her pregnant and seeing how his life is about to dramatically change with a woman he had no intentions on being with made him realize he should have never taken me for granted, and now he wants me to go on this journey with him and potentially become a family of our own with this child. Please help me figure out what I should do. A part of me says go for it because I love him so much, but another part of me is telling me to run for the hills. What would you do? Uh, man, that's tough. I mean, it it really depends on, like, this girl, she left and then decided that she wanted him back. So just off that alone. Because the single life wasn't as sweet as yeah, she thought it was going to be. Shit is not always as sweet on the other side of that fence as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she took him back. Yes. Did she know about the kid before or no, after? No, she just found out that there's a... The, the girl is like six months pregnant, keep in mind. And the only reason I knew is I asked her a little more details about it, but the girl is six months pregnant now. So this happened three months after they had their falling out. Someone got 
bust he shot somebody's club up. And Damn. now he's like, I, I oh, mean, that's shit. respectable at least. Three months is respectable. Because then yeah. at least at least the nigga can lie and say, I wasn't even with nobody else at that time. Right. You know, three months is a it's a very that's a respectable, respectable wait time. Yeah. It's a you know respectable pause. Yeah, if she was if they broke up, if she got pregnant two weeks after they broke up, then he's being disrespectful. Right. But three months is good. I I feel like up to it's really up to her. I really don't be telling people what to do with their life, but at the same time, she gotta know that. You got you can't be like looking at this kid like this ain't my kid, this his kid, and this just a reminder of how how he was when we broke up and I wanna treat this kid different. You know, it's some spiteful ass people in this world. It's not just all women. Some niggas do that shit too. And like where they take it out on the kid. If you take it out on the kid, I can't fuck with you. But as long as you're respectful and you're like treat that kid like it's your own, because this is your man's and it is his kid and Potentially, y'all might have some kids now. Don't try to alienate the kid. Don't try to make it so when y'all have so kids that. So you're saying she should go for it. She should yeah. go for the relationship. Why? Yeah, took, Why do you think she should go for it? Because she took the nigga back already. I mean, it's not like it's not like he did nothing wrong. He was fucking another girl when they was broke up. Look how it's, men look at it. I just love the way you guys look at things that you do. So he's not so he's not allowed to hit nothing while they broke up. She broke up with no, him. No, no, I not- didn't say he's not allowed to hit nothing. Let me just flip this on you real quick since you have All this right. view. Imagine if this exact same thing happened and the guy came back and she said, By the way, I'm pregnant. I got pregnant by somebody when we broke up, but I don't want to be with him. I really want to be with you. Would you say to that guy, yeah, give her another chance. Try you know, raise the baby together. Make sure you love it the way like it's yours. And but would you say that? Though. Oh, here's okay. Let's hear it. The difference is you don't have to go through none of that other shit. Like this other nigga's not gonna be the one laying with you in bed, rubbing your feet in the middle of the night with this damn baby. This other nigga's not gonna be the one making sure that you get your prenatals every day. You know, all that other shit. This other nigga's not gonna be the one doing all that work while you're pregnant. Meanwhile, if me and you was together and this other girl's pregnant, I don't ever have to see her. She probably got somebody else that can handle it. And even if I do got to see her, I just go to Lamaze class like once. And you don't have to do nothing. You really have to do zero things with your time as the other woman until the baby's born. But that's the problem right there because what I've seen a lot in history is, and I've been in this situation to be honest with you, not not the exact same way, but I was in a relationship with a guy, and we didn't break up. It was, I was playing ball overseas, you know. So when when we weren't together in the summer, because we you know was obviously linking up when the season was going on in it, over the across the water, he got a girl pregnant and eventually married her. Granted, he didn't want to be with her. It was, it was just a baby on a break type of thing. But a lot of guys eventually give this relationship a try because it's cheaper to keep her. No, it's you know what I'm saying? So what is to, who's to say that once this baby is here and shit starts getting real, that he's not going to flip the script and be like, you know what? I just want my family. I want my family to be together. I want to raise my kid together with the mom in the house. I just want to give this a try. Now, not only have you opened yourself up to, you know, accepting a child that's not yours. And, and, and you know, that's easy for a lot of women to do because we're just very nurturing and caring by nature for, for the most part. But then you have to get dumped. You potentially might get dumped because as soon as he sees his baby, a lot of men change. 
Especially yeah. when it's a daughter too. They want to be in the house with this baby because now it's like, I don't want some other man around my daughter. I don't want some other man, you know, my daughter calling somebody else daddy. What if the the baby mama is putting pressure on him and like, yo, I'm gonna I'm with somebody else and he's gonna be here raising your daughter. A lot of men see that as, as an ego shot. And they end up having a fake relationship with her and just say, fuck the girl that is actually giving them a second chance and willing to go on this journey with them. So I say be cautious. I always yeah. tell people. and when you She could be cautious, but at the same time, she already broke up with this nigga, so he owes her one type shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, that's how y'all do it. That's how y'all do it. <laughs> Man, if you are listening, I can't say her name. If I were you, I would seriously think about it. Because yeah, you got to. Because this is a serious decision. Yeah. This is a lifelong decision. Yeah, because when you when you add kids into the equation, the baby mamas, what I've known and what I've heard from from, from decades and decades is baby daddies is gonna fuck their baby mama. <laughs> Especially if she ain't shit. Especially if she with the shits. You need to figure out what type of girl this is and if she still wants him, if she wants her family back, if she's into the shady shits, if it were me personally and I knew that this was going to be an issue and I was going to have to do all this fighting for him and fighting for this relationship, I would cut my losses. I would move on. You could always find you another man with a baby. And here's the (laughs) the thing, though. Here's the also the thing. And this is real nigga advice right here. This is some advice you're not going to get from no Fugazi nigga. This is real nigga advice right here. Ask one of your male friends who is finer between you and her. Because if she is finer than you, <laughs> you might be in trouble. I'm just letting you know as a as a man. Yeah. If 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 she's finer than you and she's the mother of my child, you fight an uphill battle at this point. Right. Like unless unless your your cook game and your box game is just unreal. Because I which hope, it might be. Yeah, it very it might well be. might be. Because those are major keys. Major Those are key. major keys. The cook game and the box game and the mouth game. Those major keys or what? Those are major keys. However, that looks and that baby, that's tough. That's tough. real tough to go up against. And and to me, sometimes you and, and I would I would ask her also to think about when, why she dumped him. He had no intentions of being in a more committed relationship with her. He had no intentions of wanting to talk about moving in together and, and even potentially seeing marriage. And now he's like, well, I'm open to all that. You have to think about if he's really doing this just so that he can have you. And he also might just be being an ain't shit nigga, knowing that he don't want to be with this girl and saying, you know what? I'm about to be giving this girl money every month for this child support. Maybe if I get back with this girl, she got a job. You know what I'm saying? We could yeah. I could make some more money that way. You know, you niggas is shady out here. I will yeah. never I will never not say niggas is not shady. So that my my final advice to her would be to just really think about it. Think about it hard. Follow your gut. Follow your woman's intuition. Something women for some reason seem to ignore when we have been built with this for a reason. Follow your instincts. Go look at the bitch. See what she about. Because that is, you know, you're hearing it from a man. That yeah. those looks are very important. I ain't seen neither one of y'all, but I'm letting you know. if it was, That would be a key factor in my decision-making process. And whatever you do at the end of the day, make your own decision. Don't take everyone's advice. You, you make your own final decision. So whatever happens, you can't be looking back and being upset saying, damn, I listened to so-and-so and it didn't even work out for me. Do whatever it is that you feel is right because you're the only person that has to live your life and walk in your shoes. You're damn right. 
That's our show, AJ. Hey, I'm glad we could kick it, fool. I'm so glad that this happened. I can hear you clearly. <laughs> this should go out today. Hopefully. Today, this is happening. But thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm for sure going to try to have you on again, possibly during the season when you hooping, because I, I believe in you. Yeah. And it's not just because you're on the Bucks with my man. I believe in you. And I don't say this lightly. I don't take this, you know, lightly. But you are legit one of the most mobile 300-plus pound men mm -hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. And whenever we never – me and Tosh going to try to get out to L.A. so I can get you and Brent Buckets. Here we go. We're going to play this two-on-two -two game, and I'm going to have to cross Tots <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have so to, see badly. That, see, there it is. Two on, that two-on-two -two game is going to be the Warriors versus the Cavs. Yes. I'm going to be LeBron, and Tots going to be the rest of the Cavs, and y'all going to be fucking whatever you do Steph to, and Clay. And whatever you do to my husband, I'm going to do to Tots, <laughs> just so you know, just so we're clear, okay? That's exactly what I'm going to do to her. But uh, I'm going to let you go so I can get out of here. But thanks for joining me. No problem. All right, peace. Well, that concludes episode four of the iHeartMiko podcast. Thank you to everyone that tuned in, that's listening. Thank you to everyone that is continuing to forward my link. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys for supporting me and help me go on this journey of podcasting. Like I said before, I almost quit because I couldn't get my sound together. My audio was all fucked up. But shout out to Moose Cat Recording Studios out here in Los Angeles, California. I'm recording in their studio. They're helping me get my sound together with them, and they're also going to help me get it together so that when I go back to Tampa, all of my shit is working and everything's sounding good. So shout out to Mike and, and shout out to the whole crew for helping me out. And like I said before, if you really truly support me and love me and fuck with me, please follow up my link. And I, that, that's the best way to show me that you're right. As always, thanks for keeping it real. complicated. I made it work, then I made it work for other niggas. Selective amnesia, they vaguely remember. Remember from where it started to where it's at, to where it's going forward, never back. Yeah. From where it started, to where it's at, to where it's going, forward, never back, yeah, from where it started, to where it's at, to where it's going.